Want the reward? Do the damn work. Challenge yourself. Inspire change. Choice, not luck. Hey, what's happening everybody? Todd Crandall here with another episode of Ignite Euphoria. And I have two awesome dudes here today. One, Justin Blanco and Rick Owner. How are you guys? Good. Uh, so what have you done already this morning? Worked, six o'clock. And where are you going when you're done here? Back to work. Right on. Uh, and who do you work for? Um, currently we work for Applied Coatings, um, but we also have our own business. We're starting Blanco's Painting, slowly so, getting back into it. Uh, Rick, were you with Justin when he had this going before? No, I wasn't. Okay, so let's talk. We're going to talk current and future and then a little bit of the, the past because, you know, I don't like doing war story stuff. <laughs> so what was 2020 like for you briefly on some hardships? And then how has it been with achieving goals? And I want you both to chime in on this however you want um for i guess for me it, it, i mean when the pandemic hit it wasn't wasn't super bad for me as far as work um but kelly you know she, her work slowed down tremendously and so it was, it was a little hard financially um we struggled through it but we got through it all, all we could do was just keep pushing forward you know uh, put our money away don't spend it dumb and that's what helped us get where we are today. So while you're going through this, what, what was your vision and your thoughts on where you were headed? And I, I get, the thing is, Dan and I have been telling both of you guys, you got you to gotta get this business going or whatever, because <laughs> of all the great work you've done at the Racing for Recovery building. But wh where did your mind shift from almost like survival mode almost to goal setting mode? Um, I think that for me, probably really started about two months ago um the survival mode was you know that was just work 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 every day for the company i work for and then the goals you know my mindset for the goals came in when you guys asked us to come in here and start that hallway then my head started going and it was like okay i don't know if i really want to get this going yet but this is a start so once we came in and started that main hallway out there is when my mind just went this is what we can do. This is what we should do. Let's start with shirts. Let's start getting business cards. Let's do this. Let's get our, you know our names out there. And but none of this I could have done without Rick. Absolutely. You know this dude has been a tremendous help to me with this business. Without Rick, there's no Blanco's painting. So Rick, how what was your mindset of you know you've you've been around here both of you guys. First of all, I want to say this: both of you guys have over a year of sobriety, which is awesome, and we are going to talk about that. But with respect to what we're focusing on right now, is just getting, you know, goal setting and where you're going and all this. Where was your mindset with 2020, with some negative stuff that was going on with it, and then how you've turned it around positively, as Justin said? Um, it started with me just. Uh uh, defeating my traumas and yeah. going through the process that we have around here yeah. um meeting some new people uh just growing as a person and getting like myself together um i started i just focused on myself for like the first few months i was here and then i started slowly going back to work and realized it was a mistake uh, working for another company um and then took another month off of work and went back to work after a month after i got my head a little clearer um 
worked for him for about three months and then it started going bad again so i stepped back from it and talked to justin and started working with him and it's been like six months now we've been working together and we started doing all the, all the work over here at racing and just everything started picking up it's actually uh, fun at work we have a lot in common um it's not it doesn't feel like a job it feels like you know like we go and hang out and like we get stuff done we get praise for our job you know it's just everything's been good my uh it's been hard with my kids and you know my daughter uh trying to uh you know 2020 with the covid i don't get to see her as much but me and her mom make that work and it's just everything's been looking good since i came here yeah, this is going to start getting really good. So you said back right off the bat, you know, hey, when I came to racing for recovery, I was working on traumas and stuff. And I want you to hit on this, not not in detail, but just what was it like to overcome those traumas? And then secondly, I want to get into the fact of how you started working again and then realized, hey, I'm not quite ready for this and stop because that is rare most of the time people and you both know this people jump into it and justin you can even talk about your own experience in this they jump back into work too soon it doesn't go well they use and sometimes they freaking die but you somehow had the the knowledge of saying um this isn't right i gotta step back so i want to know like did overcoming trauma give you that confidence that when you were working and it wasn't going well to turn it around what what was that like um uh the trauma that i overcame in here I it was at its peak when I was going back to work and like I was just trying to deflect on going back to work was deflecting on what I needed to work on and I realized that through sitting in IOP and being told not to go back to work right away and you know started thinking about what I'm doing here and like what I need to be doing for myself and other people that care about me and depend on me um and then I finally like after a month of going really hard at it after i took off of that job um i felt like i was in a good spot um i passed my dad's birthday which was a run date mm -hmm. um it was where i go back out and i it was a celebration it wasn't a it wasn't a down day for me um it was like where i could step up and you know be there for my sisters and my mom and like I didn't really it didn't phase me too much you know it was a it, it was really a celebration this year I'm having all these flashbacks. I remember you sitting to my right in that IOP room and listening to you. It's like I have these conversations going on in my head right now of all the stuff that you were working on in that room and then hearing you speak right now. I'm like, wow. Um, how did it feel to have Justin give you the, uh, the, the praise for where he wouldn't be if it wasn't for you? How, how do you feel about that? Um, it, feels it feels really good. He, uh, he tells me that... I Tell, you know he gives me praise a lot we we, we uh hang out a lot and do stuff uh obviously we work on the building all the time and like you know we know how much each other depends on each other so you know we show up and be consistent every day it's just it's just like anything like we build a foundation and we're moving slow at it and it, it we took our course from here and brought it to work and it's it's a winning recipe so why would not change you know he's your dan <laughs> right uh so and again this is all relative to what we're talking about here you dealt with the issues that led to an addiction you conquered those 
you step back from a job that really wasn't working and now can you see how that's given you the opportunity to come in here and do this or with with justin not specifically painting racing for recovery but when justin was describing like okay we're we're in here painting and he started thinking about hey i want to do this were you like yeah let's go on this or were you hesitant where were you with yeah let's get our own gig going um i I trust Justin's judgment, but then again, I know like from talking to Justin how he runs. So I heard backstories about him, about going back to work and moving a little bit too fast. So I know like, you know, I always tell him like, you know, just we'll do it one step at a time, keep going. Like we just got to keep moving forward. And that's like, whether we get here or there, we're still moving forward. So 100%. So Justin, this is where I'm going to come back to you. Let's talk about you know why why it didn't work for you you mentioned colorado before or whatever so you had this all before and what's the word i want say didn't utilize it right i don't want to say lost it you didn't utilize it correctly what's your path of healing been through coming through racing for recovery with trauma and now really finding your stride again well obviously so i started this back in 2015 when i first my first attempt at sobriety and you know, it went well for a little while, but, you know, I, I started to feel like I deserved some things. And when I started to feel like I deserved some things, I got what I deserved. You know what I mean? Yes, because I of do. the things that I started to do again with yeah. the drinking. And that eventually led to using um, and the demise of the business I had. Um, I ended up moving to Colorado in 17 and started out there. It was the same thing. Yeah. Doing great. I deserve to have this and have that, and again, I got what I deserved. I came to Race for Recovery in 2018, February. Um, I decided that I I was good. I could go back to work after 30 days. And I remember you asked me the question, are you ready? Because you wouldn't give me an answer. You said, I'll never give you an answer. I'll ask, always ask you a question, and you did. And I said, yeah. I started at Texas Roadhouse. I was doing dishes, went back to painting, and ultimately left Race for Recovery, which was probably the worst decision I've made in the last five years. Ended up in jail. Um, I think I was there two and a half weeks, so I lost my room here. So I ended up back on the streets in a house where I shouldn't have been. Um, I think I was gone from June to October when I was arrested October of 19. Ended up making a decision. I, I told Kelly, I said, call Dan. I see I need to go back to racing for recovery. I had somewhere to go when I got out, but that's not where I wanted to be. And I think that's when I finally knew that, that it was it for me. That was it. Um, I didn't want to live like that anymore. For the longest time, I didn't think I deserved some of the things that I would get you know, in sobriety. And that's, that's a lot of what I worked on this time here was knowing that I was worth all of those things and that I did deserve them. So that, that, that's what I focused on. You know, one of my traumas, like Rick, was my mom passing away, which was 20 years ago. But I used her as an excuse every year. Every year I used it as an excuse, and I had, I had to, you know, stop doing that. It's not fair to her or her legacy. You know, so once I realized that and, and you know, started focusing on getting the things that I deserved and being happy, and I set a lot of boundaries with family and myself. Um... But yeah, I just, I had to work on all of that stuff to get where we are today. And, you know, if I wouldn't have this, we wouldn't be sitting here talking to you, or at least I wouldn't. This is where you guys are going to help 
me get better with it, what I'm fortunate enough to do. Um, Rick, I don't think we ever had this uh, conversation this way, but I know, I know Justin and I did. So let's back up to that time where if I, instead of asking a question like, are you ready? If I just told you, dude, you're not ready to do that. Do you, how do you think you would have received that if I conducted myself in that manner? At the time, I probably would have maybe stretched that out another week or so and went back to work anyways because, I mean, you can't tell me what to do, right? I'm grown. Exactly. I, I mean, I, I, I wish you would have said no, but I don't think my decision would have been any different. And that's why I don't say that stuff. I, I've seen this movie many times, right? So I do what I do with posing questions, give a ton of examples of, hey, Steve, Harry, Frank, and Tom all did the same thing, and this is what happened. And you guys are like, yeah, I'm going to still do that. <laughs> because I don't, who, are, who am I or who is Dan to say, you can't, you, we don't do that. Right. And it's kind of, you get, you're a dad, you know, you want to tell your kids, hey, and then they're going to go do what, whatever they're going to do. So, but coming back, did it, can you describe like what really changed in addition to, you didn't want to live that way. What was it that you were like, okay, the way I've been doing this isn't working. I'm actually going to do what Racing for Recovery is talking about to then put you in that position when you're painting our hallway. You're like, I'm going to do this right and it's going to work. Yeah, I'm not really sure, man. Um, at the time I made the decision to come back here, I mean, I had a lot of things going through my head, but a lot of it was, you know, probably just not wanting to fail again. Um, wow. You know, I always thought I, the biggest thing for me was the, the fear of failure, but it really wasn't. It was the fear of success because I didn't, I didn't think I deserved any of that, like I said. And I was just scared to be successful because I haven't been. You know, I was... I used for 17 years straight and I, you know, my life was chaos. That's all I knew. I didn't know how to, you know, be a productive member of society, how to be a good dad, you know, how to be a good brother, you know, all that stuff. Um, but my, my kids, especially my 17 year old Cameron, just her faith in me is probably what drove me the most to come back and to get this right this time. Um, not saying that, you know, She's any more special than any of my other kids, but she had my back through my whole addiction. My whole addiction. She never let anybody talk me down. She never talked me down. You know, as mad as she was at me, she always pushed for me to do better. And it finally just, it just clicked. It just clicked. You know, like I said, when I, when I went to jail, first thing I did was told Kelly to, to call here because it was, it was time to get my life back together for everybody else. That's awesome. Uh, Rick, you mentioned earlier, like going back two different times to work as well. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I take it the environment really wasn't conducive to wellness, let's say. Is that accurate? Um, it was, it started out that way, but like it was supposed to be a part-time gig and it ended up being full-time. And it was just, I needed to do stuff here and it was stressing me out and just creating you know chaos in my head and i decided to take a take a step back from that and you know and work on things and i still went back to that job a month later but i was in a way better headspace mm -hmm. i was in the four to five month range almost six months clean and i i was in just a way better headspace and i was able to manage like the chaos better so what's it like to have 
a productive environment in your own head and then peer support around you to keep that or as I like to say, the crazy people in our heads from talking to ourselves, because that's that's what I, how I look at you guys. You have your own sober environment and it's conducive to wellness. Somebody's not, you know, burning one on break or whatever, you know. So what how is that positive environment helped he, helped you guys individually? And then how's it helped you collectively? Um, I'm I'm just going to say our work ethic is way better. Our consistency is way better. Um the pride we have in a finished product is way better. Uh, you know, we feed off each other. Uh, I feel like uh, I don't want to let Justin down. And like when we're going through something, we have each other's back too. Uh, we we in the course of working together, we found out that his mom and my dad passed away on the same date. Holy. God. Um, and we worked together, and he was going through it, and I was going through it that same week. And then we talked about it, you know, and we just, you know, we made sure each other was pushing through and. Just it's really nice to have a lot in common with somebody and to be able to like work productively and like just stay together and like be a team like in and out of this. Wow. I didn't know that. That's that's something that's pretty cool. Unfortunate, but cool. Right. What do you think about that, Justin? I mean, I mean, Rick's spot on uh, that week, man. It was it was rough. I was. I was getting up and going to work at 3 o'clock in the morning because I couldn't sleep and I didn't know what to do with myself. And he even texted me. He's like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> he's like, you should have called me out to come in, you know, that way, just just to talk. Yeah. Just to talk. I mean, we do a lot of talking at work. Um, we know a lot about what's going on in each other's lives because we talk about it. We don't come to work and just have a, a crap attitude because we have things going on. We come to work and we talk to each other about it and we help each other get through it. You know, we, we even got another guy, you know, who's working with us who, who came through this program. And, you know, he's going through it right now, too, and we're trying to help him through it. Um, whether he lets us help him or not, you know, that's on him. But but that's what we're here for now. We're here for each other. You know, we want to keep each other going. And I want to see Rick be as successful as I, I, I can be. And I know we can do that together. What's it like for you both to get a year of sobriety and every, your family's back, your peace of mind back, you got this awesome business going and everything. And then what's it like to come in and actually be painting when our place, when I say our place, that's obviously including you guys in there. I, I wanna know how that feels like for both of you guys. Um, for me, it's pretty cool because when I was here in 18, I know I had mentioned a couple times when I think Andy Nunley was doing some painting around here. You know, I'm a painter. You know, I, I can help. And I never got the, the go-ahead to help, but to be able to come in here and show you guys what we can do and, and you know, how good we do it. Like Rick said, the pride we take in our finished product, mm -hmm. you know, I think it's, it's really awesome. Yeah. Rick, what do you think? How, how do you feel when you're in here rolling one? Not rolling <laughs> one, but rolling <laughs> one, right? Um, I'm not going to lie. I, uh, I feel uh, it feels pretty good. It makes me feel like um, like it builds my self-worth and self-confidence. Um, I was sitting in here a wreck when I first came in here uh, and didn't think, didn't even look at the walls, didn't care about the building, didn't care about anything when I first came in here, really uh, didn't trust myself, you know, didn't have any self-worth, um, let everybody down in my life. And then they like to come in here and, you know, build back and give back to the place that I got so much from is like, it means a lot to me and like to have all the peers that I came in here with that I know from the, out there 
um, come up and be like, wow, it looks great. And like to see you guys' reaction when we come in on a Friday and leave on Sunday and you guys come in on Monday, like, holy crap. Yep. And like, that's awesome. That's that, that makes it worth it even more to me. So like, I, I, I know when I come in on Monday, I'm like a kid on Christmas. Where's it at? What room? And I'm like running around looking at everything, you know, and this is the stuff I wish people and they are because they're watching this. That's what I want them to know about racing for recovery. We haven't talked about drugs and what kind and how many all that. We've not even mentioned it. Right. It's I've heard self-esteem. I've heard overcoming emotional issues effective peer support, finding life's purpose, liking ourselves, that's what this thing is all about. And for, for all of us just watching you guys, man, it's like, yeah, we had something to do with that. It's pretty cool. Um, where do I want to go from here? Um, what would you both say to somebody who is hurting, you know, using drugs and alcohol, you know, it could even be somebody that's like yourselves. What would you say to that person to have them get an inkling of what it's like to be you guys today? Um, I've kind of had this conversation recently. My cousin's going through it with alcoholism. Um, he needs to have a heart surgery and can't have it because of his liver count. Um, you know, and I, you know, I've, I've talked to him, you know, and told him where I was and, and how it felt to be in his shoes before, but you know, where he can actually be, you know. Anybody can be in his position, but anybody can be in ours too. It just takes the will and the drive to not want to do that to yourself anymore. That was awesome and true. Rick, what do you think? Um, like Justin said, I recently had this conversation with, uh, I have it with multiple people um, that I care about that are in my circle of people. Um, you know, it, it it's their it's their will it's their choice like we say um and i no matter what i say if they want to do it they're going to do it so i keep it blunt with them and like you know you know what we got to do we i'll help you do anything you want to do as long as it's positive and we can rein it in um i don't I, I don't like sticking my hands like we say in the crab bucket and get bit i'm 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 there for everybody but like not at my own expense you know, I uh, I knew I'd find a way to work this in. You like the crappy Steelers, Justin, you know, so it'll be the time to bring this up. It's this, I think of these things all the time, right? If you're going to the Steelers game, it's like get in the van, buy a ticket, and let's go have some fun. But if you don't want to go and you want to sit at home and complain that you didn't, that that's a cognizant choice you're making either way. And one brings great results and the other one doesn't. And that's relating some humor with that to like the fact of sobriety. I, I want, this is wel welcoming to anybody that comes here. Racing for recovery is always saying, come on in. But you're gonna, you're gonna do what we do or, or not. And that's, that's on the individual. And those that do, they get the, the results, you know? You wanna, Give me any feedback on that Steelers comment, or are you going to let that go? We'll see how it plays out. Okay, all right, cool. <laughs> um, I don't usually ask people this when I'm talking to them, but I am going to ask you guys this. Is there any, I don't even like calling it constructive criticism, I'd like to know something that we did in here that, that worked for you guys, and also if there's something that you think we – should have done or you wonder why we didn't do it i'd love to hear that too because that helps us get better 
for me, I think the biggest thing with, with Razor for Recovery is that this isn't like a lockdown facility. Um, you give us enough rope to hang yourself with. Everything we do here is our choice. We're not forced to do anything. And that's probably the biggest thing about this place for me. Because I know if I would have went somewhere where I had to sit for two weeks, 30 days, and I couldn't go anywhere, I'd have left. I'd have left because I've done jail enough. I've been to jail enough. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't want to be told that I can't leave. So that, that for me was a big thing when I decided to come here in 2018. Um, you know, you didn't keep me from my family. You let me make all my choices myself. And so that, that for me was the deciding factor in why I came here. Is there anything you wish we would have done that we didn't? I mean, besides the, you know, allowing me to make that decision to go back to work, not really. Not really, because no matter what you guys said, it was all up to me mm. in, the, in the end. Rick, what do you think? What worked and what advice do you have for us, if any? Um, what worked for me um, is, you know, I listened in IOP and didn't say much for a minute, but yeah. uh, you driving us to talk and, you know, me getting familiar with everybody that really worked for me. Um, I talked to Eric a lot. He uh, got me hooked up with Julian doing one-on-ones and like, that's what I needed to do. And like pointing me in the right direction, just when I ask questions and like, I don't ask, I, I, when I first came in here, I wasn't direct and I didn't know how to, you know, ask for help. And I didn't want to ask for help. It's that like pride thing, you know, I can do this on my own. But when I started asking, I would ask indirect questions and Eric would cipher through it and know what I needed. And like that, just like, just being able to like deal with me in a bad state still and like point me in the right direction. That really, that really saved me in here and kept me going a lot. And then uh, I would have to say the only thing that that I wish you guys would have done was maybe push a little bit uh, more on like the the not going to work thing and like talk about that a little more and like how to set boundaries in the beginning and that uh, but like that's all relative. It comes with time being here. You learn certain things and. Also, I wish you guys had a detox at the time because I did go to a 30-day program because I was that bad. I, I couldn't do the freedom that you guys have when yeah. I first got here. I needed that uh, to be locked down and to be, you know, to set my mind straight before I walked through these doors and was given a hotel room and, like, you know, told, oh, you got to do this, 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 and that. And, you know, and then after that, you can pretty much roam free. All you got to just text your case manager, you know. It's like, you know, like that freedom – would have destroyed me in the beginning. Well, this is why I'm asking these questions because in my mind, I'm, I look at it like, okay, this is working. What what can we change? And the whole, um, the freedom thing, and Justin, you've made the comment about, you know, we give you enough rope to, you know, quote, do something not productive, which we don't mean that literally. The other side of that is we give you the rope to climb, right? Mm -hmm. And both of you climb the rope. Uh, talking about goal setting and everything that we've been doing we were talking about this before we started taping we're going to start building you know our own lodging place that will have a detox because i over the course of four years of being out here that's what i've seen that's missing it's it is that detox and then some people do get the quote lockdown for 90 days and they graduate from what i'm not quite sure and then they come in here and it's almost like 
chaos because it's like, oh my God, I can do everything we want. And we're trying to figure out how do we manage that effectively because you're both coming at this differently. Justin wanted that freedom, but you were looking at it like, I can't use that. And we want to be able to accommodate both sides of that, you know? So that that's why I was asking you guys this. You you teach me how to do this. I don't know all the answers to that, you know? Um, let's do this. You, I ask this of everybody. You guys got questions for me in here that we've never, that you want to, wanted to ask, don't want to ask, think is important? <laughs> uh, I mean, not so much. Um, I guess besides the fact that knowing we were painters, what, what, what was the, what was the driving factor for you guys choosing us to do this? That's a good question. Because I, and you said this earlier, Justin, because I, I actually listen when people are talking. You made the comment, you said, you told us that we painted, but we didn't do anything. But I heard it. I like to, I listen to what people say, I absorb it, and then I watch. So for us, because I remember the first time you came in and left, and then when you came back, and I was, you know, as everybody, I'm like, man, I'm glad you're here. Then I just sit and watch what you do. And it's like a, we'll use the Steelers again, right? <laughs> if you're a second string quarterback and I'll go old school Steelers and Terry Bradshaw gets hurt, boom, it's your time. Get in there and do it. And that's what we look at people. I'm like, I know he likes to paint. I know he likes to cook. I know she likes to do whatever. And then I watch and they do, 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 do. And then boom, here's your opportunity. Go do it. That That's my whole mindset of this, you know. But more importantly than the fact you can paint, I like you guys as people, you know, and anybody that can, you know, give me shit once in a while, I love it. <laughs> Another key factor is I, I knew you had the family thing. Um, my kids have never seen their dad drunk and they're never gonna, but half of what Racing for Recovery is about is helping families get together. And when I see families coming in here and it starts to really get some healing going and then some productive living i'm like i want to do whatever i can to help that so that's why All right rick what about you anything you want to ask anyone you want to say um not really a, i don't really have any questions <laughs> <laughs> that's okay uh i got a couple more for you or a couple comments um you you were talking about coming in here and and not really talking a lot and I, again, I'm going back to you sitting in IOP and you, right in the middle to my right, you know, and you, you wouldn't say a lot, but over the course of being in there, then you started asking questions during group that I would turn into making it work for everybody else in there. And again, that's the stuff I look for in people is I know people are we're beat up, we're shy, we're broken, we don't think we're good enough to say whatever, but just by speaking, it then in turns other people get help and there it goes. And that's one of the things I watched you doing after some time of being here. So I guess what I'm saying is I'm just, I'm proud of both of you for what you're doing and I'm, I'm thankful for what you're doing, you know. I will give you guys, do you, do you wanna talk about anything from your past that brought you here? Is there anything that's relative to that crap that you think is important for the listener to hear about either one of you? I mean, I think like Rick said, man, it, it, something drives us to do what we do to ourselves and i think you got to come in here and you got to work on it you got to figure out what it is and it can be more than one thing I, I i know people that come through this program who think all right i worked on what 
what I thought was my trauma, and mm-hmm. I'm good now. And come to find out, here they are back coming through with a different trauma that they yep. didn't know they had. Yep. So I think rather than think that it's just one thing, you know, just just take some time and, and dig into it. And don't just don't rush it. Yeah. Just don't rush it. Agreed. I know it didn't work for me. Yep. Rick, what do you think? Um, I think that uh, people should know that, like, uh, the environment that I grew up in just, like, my traumas didn't come till later on in life. Yep. Like, I was already, uh, you know, like, a social gathering to me was drinking, smoking weed, you know, doing stuff like that. And, like, it shaped and molded my future in a negative way. And, like, I just wanted more. Like, more out of myself i knew i could be a better person um i've always told i'm really smart and like i can do these things but i just didn't care or didn't want to care you know what i mean and uh i took a lot of time and uh it took a lot to build myself up to be the person that i am today um and like my i know my daughter always looked at me like a superhero but today she looks at me like i'm bigger than that and like we can have a conversation about her life and about things and she brings up stuff to me and like that means everything to me uh you know my mom and sisters don't have to worry about what i'm doing or where i'm going um and if i'm gonna make it home uh they know that i'm still in lodging they know that i'm here that i that i got over a year sober um they have confidence in my decision making today and you know i i can help them out um like they say it's cliche but it's you know my cup's almost you know it's filling so i can give a little bit out here and there and you know i'm i'm ready to like i I take that to the next level like i help out my friends my family now uh i have a good group of people around me and that that means a whole lot to me um it's just it's just it took time and patience and you know a lot of work a whole lot of work um not not going back to work for like four or five months was hard for me i love working i i love the hustle and bustle and like getting tested um you know that's that was really hard for me but i knew that my mind space needed to be correct to go back to that and like it's you know everybody talks about money and like you know it, it has never made me happy it has got things done but it has never made me happy at the end of the day so like i want to be happy like and that's and that's the bottom line. If you want to be happy, you're gonna pick things over other things, and you know make the right choice. And I feel like I've done done that so far. I can't wait for this to air, man. This is good. So I'm gonna give you guys a, another compliment that we haven't talked about that gets the word gets used a lot. And then I want to ask you um, what's coming in the future for for both of you. What I'm hearing throughout this whole time we've been talking is there's been a willingness to have an open mind. Right, and uh, a lot of times that word gets, or those words get thrown around. Well, you got to be open-minded. Well, yeah, but what what does that mean? I mean, you can be open-minded and hear some stuff, but if you don't do anything with the open-mindedness, why why was it even open in the first place? So that's another kudos to you guys. So let's wrap up with this. What does the future look like? <laughs> Personally, um, professionally, for both of you, what does it look like? Well, for me. Um, personally, I, I, I hope to, in the next year at least, own my own home. I'm working on that now, building my credit back up. Um, I, I, I don't know that it'll be within the next year, but within the next two years, I'd like to be working for myself um, and have this company really take off. And hopefully Rick will be along for the ride. Um, 
like I said, I like I, I there is no Blanco's painting right now without Rick. There definitely isn't. Um, I got to have somebody good backing me, which I didn't have when I originally started this business. Um, so I mean that that that's that's my goals for the future. I, I'm ready to have my own home. Um, we're working on getting my girls back. So we just went to court for that. We got to go back on the twelfth. My son's back home now, and uh, just having this business take off, ready to make money for myself and stop making it for other people. That's awesome. Rick, here's a question for you. What do you think was Justin's first response to me when I asked him to come on this show? What do you think he said to me right after that? Um, well, he actually told me what he said. Oh, but that's a buzzkill. You know, he, uh, <laughs> I, yeah. he, he already knew he was going to be nervous. And, you know, if, it's better to have somebody else nervous with you. Yeah. You know, so I guess he just dragged me along for the ride, like he said. It was awesome, man. The first thing back to me, I want Rick to come on there with me. I'm like, dude, I didn't even get a chance to ask you about it. You know, I mean, that, that, but that, that resonated with me just hearing that. Like I said, he's your Dan. Nobody that's successful did it on their own, right? All right. You have a, an attitude of, I'm grateful that, you know, whatever you started, Okay, you're the guy that started it, but it takes other people to help you get to where you're at, and I'm glad you see that. That's humility, dude, right? Okay, buddy, what about you? What's the future look like besides taking over Justin's business? Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just see uh, amending. I want amending of my actual family, like, uh, wow. and I'm going to start my own family unit. Like, uh, I got a lot of things in the works for this coming year. Um, just taking it slow and... Uh, using the recipe that we learned here um you know continuing to work with justin and, and build his brand um so that we can get somewhere greater in life you know i'm 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 not about the money but i'm about like being successful and like i i want to do it with a a bunch of humility and <laughs> you know be humble about it um we're not here to bag or, brag or boast about anything that we've done and like it's just confident not cocky Wow. Is there anything you want to say to your your family that when they watch this they can hear you talk about with that? Um I think I think I you know everything that I said is spot on and you know they they know that they know who this guy is. Okay. You know what I mean today. Cool. Well, I want to tell you guys that again, I'm I'm proud of you for everything you're doing. It's weird coming from me, but I am. I'm I'm proud of you and it's uh it's a joy for us to watch you guys shine. You know, um, I can't wait for you to do more stuff around the Racing for Recovery building. It looks phenomenal. I, I can't tell you how many people that like haven't been here in a while that are coming in here and they're like, holy cow. And I'm like, yeah, Rick and Justin did all this. Or even the new folks that are coming in, I'm here. Oh, the place looks great. It's vibrant, it's everything. So I really appreciate what you guys are doing. We appreciate it too. Thanks for coming on here. Uh, until next time, everybody, check out more episodes of Ignite Euphoria on our YouTube page. And if you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, please get a hold of Racing for Recovery. You can call us at 419-824-8462 or get us through our website, racingforrecovery.org. Take it easy. We'll see you soon.